Well, good morning, everyone. It's New Year's Eve, and here we are. We're almost at the end of 2023, moving into 2024. Isn't it wild that we're almost a quarter of a century in to the, what's that, the 21st century, right? Isn't that wild? It seems like it flew by so fast, and it got me wondering about all the things that have happened this past year. And then it got me wondering, you know, there were a lot of movies that predicted what things would be like by this time in in the future, right? And it's nothing like I imagined it would be. I mean, you watch Back to the Future, by 20, what was it, 15, they had flying cars and hovering skateboards. And you know, we have a hoverboard, but there's still wheels on it. It's not really a hoverboard. Uh, But there were some predictions. I looked up what people in 1923 thought would be happening by Uh, was it 2023? And here were some of the predictions they had. One, they predicted that styles would change a whole lot, uh, which is fair. They've changed a lot over the years. Uh, One was they predicted everyone, because of modern technology, would be so beautiful, there would no longer be any need for beauty contests because everyone would just be gorgeous, which obviously, you know, they're pretty right about that one, you know? And there were other things like uh, one doctor predicted that there would be invented a kidney cozy or a koozie. You know, like you put a can in of like pop or whatever. They predicted they would make one of those for your kidneys to protect your kidneys. I don't think we're there yet, but they made some other medical predictions about cancer would be eradicated, you know, disease would be no more, all these different kinds of things. And here we are in 2023, and some of those things have come true to some extent, but uh, it's been a wild ride, man. It's been a wild first quarter of this century. Now, we'll get back to that in just a minute because, of course, in what, 12 hours, maybe 14 hours, it will be 2024. Uh, but for now, I want you all to think about about a word, and that word is vice. Now, when you think of a vice, probably something like this comes to mind, especially for, you know, people who like woodworking or working in their garages, things like that. This might be what come to mind. Maybe for some of you smaller folks out there, you may have seen one of these in your dad's workshop and used it to like break one of his tools or something, which I don't recommend using your dad's vice if he has one or your mom's vice. But The idea behind a vise, if you don't know, is basically to keep things stuck. So like if you're making a woodworking project and you want a piece of the wood not to move, you go ahead and put it in this clamp and then you turn this bar here and then it keeps things stuck where they are. But you know, there's actually another word for vice that sounds the same way, but it's spelled slightly different. This one is spelled V-I-C-E. Now, the thing about this other word is they represent two different things, right? A vice with an S is a tool. A vice with a C is something different. But what I'm convinced of is when we look at both vices, they both have the same goal in mind, and that is to keep things stuck. You know, a band I really like wrote a song called Vices one time, and and throughout the whole song, you get this picture, this glimpse into the singer's head about kind of all these things that are happening in his life that he's trying to hide from those around him. And this song is kind of like his confession, his coming clean about all the vices he had that have kept him really from being fully engaged with the relationships of the people around him. Or in other words, his vices were keeping him stuck just like this vice, keep things stuck. I want to read for you a quick definition of the word vice with a C in it, and we'll see how it kind of lines up with that song. So in the dictionary, it says, a vice is an immoral or evil habit or practice, immoral conduct, 
a particular form of depravity or a bad habit like a horse may have. So you start looking at it through this lens, right? And all of a sudden we see this word vice with a C. We could almost use it interchangeably with sin. Because in the same way that this vice keeps things stuck and the vices the singer was singing about and the song kept him stuck, I'm convinced that sin can keep us stuck. It, become a, it can become a vice for us when, when we can't move forward or, or live into the life God created us to live because something is keeping us stuck. See, I believe that we all have some things in our lives that keep us stuck. So the question is, what can we do about it to get unstuck, to fully live into the person that God has created us to be? How can we let go of those vices so we can live into God's freedom? We're going to be looking at Romans chapter 6 today. If you all have your Bibles on you or if you got your phones, you can pull up the Bible app or whatever. We're going to be looking at Romans chapter 6 and it talks about this idea of vices being stuck and also freedom. Check it out. Paul writes this starting in verse 5. He says, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, he's talking about Jesus. So if we've been united with Jesus in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin or the body that was stuck, right? By vices or by sin, the body that was stuck might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin. We should no longer be stuck by our sin or our vices. In verse 7 he writes, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now think about that. If we're thinking about sin as it relates to vices in our lives, which again are things maybe we're not particularly proud of. Maybe they're things that we hope no one ever finds out. Maybe it's something uh, as simple as lying or uh, not respecting other people or harboring bad thoughts towards other people. Or maybe for you kids, it's even something like trying to get away with things without your teacher knowing. Whatever it is, whatever kind of sin or vice that we have, what this scripture is saying is that when we accept Jesus Christ, we are set free from that vice. Just like, think about it this way. When Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, he, we became unstuck just like a piece of wood would from this vice, right? When you loosen the vice, then the thing is broken free. It's free from the, from the vice. And in the same way, when Jesus died for our sins on the cross, he set us free from our vices too. So that we no longer need to be held captive by the vices or the sin that's living in our hearts. We're free. He continues the passage. He says this. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. So reinforcing this idea in verse 8. Verse 9, he says, For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. And in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive or free to God in Christ Jesus. He says, therefore, don't let sin reign in your mortal body or don't like the, let those vices or that sin hold you back from loving people the way God has called you to love people, loving God the way that God has called us to love him. Don't let those things hold us back. Verse 12, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. 
Don't offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. And then don't miss this last verse, right? Verse 14. He says, For sin shall no longer be your master. This vice... Whatever vice you have, sin in your heart will no longer be holding you captive like it once did. Because you are not under the law, but under grace. See, I think what keeps us stuck in vices like this so often is that we try, we try to free ourselves from it, right? Or we try to just hide it, or we try to bury it, just like the singer in the song did, right? He tried to bury his vices deep down and hope no one else would ever know of them so he could put on a good show on the outside. But Jesus died on the cross. He freed us from this vice so that we could be free from feelings or guilt of guilt or shame that come along with sin, or vices that keep us entrapped. And I think what happens, we try to free ourselves when all the time Jesus has already loosened the vice, right? We've already been set free, but we're still just living here like we're still stuck, even though Jesus has already done what needs to happen for us to be free. So it's almost 2024. I don't know if you're a resolutions kind of person. I don't know if you're making New Year's resolutions about working out or eating right or, or being nicer to your teachers or being nicer to your kids, whatever it is, which that's a great one, actually. Be nicer to your teachers. You should do a resolution to do that. But I want to ask you to add one more. I want to ask you if this year you'd be willing to say, this year I'm making a new resolution to live free to not let sin hold me captive, to not let vices in my life keep me stuck. Jesus Christ died for our freedom. He died to set us free. So going into 2024, my challenge to you is to make a resolution to say, you know what, from this point out, I'm going to live into the freedom that Jesus bought me when he died on the cross. Let this new year be a great one and live as free people.